Rescue the Fosters is about changing the foster system. We want to ensure every child has a safe environment to grow and become healthy, successful adults. Additionally, when I was in the foster care system, I had to defend for myself. Rescue the Foster is here to empower the youth aging out of the system and offer resources to ensure they are not dependent on the government. What we observed was that children become institutionalized and end up in prison and providing the government with more funds. Rescue the Foster will provide coaching, resume writing, interview skills, professional attire for interviews, budgeting, applying for college, and obtaining housing. We want these youth to live the most free and successful life possible. It is their right and our responsibility to ensure that our future kids and grandchildren can live happy lives. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Good evening and welcome to Rescue the Fosters. I am Gino, your host. And as always, next to me, Miss Danielle Holm, the co-founder and the co-host of Rescue the Fosters. How are you, Danielle? Great. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Glad to have good. you back in the saddle here with us. We have Chris yeah. returning. Chris Stevens is joining us again. Chris has been banned from the state of Massachusetts, folks. I don't know anybody that's ever <laughs> been banned from a state, but <laughs> I'm proud to know this guy. Like, If he's banned for not committing a crime i'm proud that means he must be doing something right so uh chris is coming back he was on a couple weeks ago we were talking about his daughter being taken by these uh, corrupt judges and and uh, lawyers and d is, is it dcf in yours or c yeah it's dcf um department of uh, children and family otherwise known as what, what do you call it danielle child predators yeah the child predator child service. snatchers child predator snatchers. service <laughs> all the same yeah there's all yeah. sorts of names I like calling him evil. I think that works pretty well, too. But Chris is coming yeah. back. He wanted to present the documents that he has because, you know, there's a lot of people um, that go on Twitter and some of these other social media platforms, and they want to say bad things about certain people sometimes. <laughs> and it's just not right. Like, we, we're all in this together, folks. Like, it's about the children. And, you know, just because you have an idea or a preconceived notion of somebody doesn't mean it's right. And so, you know, Chris says, I want to come on. I want to show the documents I have, the text messages I have to prove that my case is legit. And of course, here at Rescue the Fosters, we are always going to allow that because we are all about the sauce. Evidence is crucial in this path forward and to defeat these evil, evil people that are taking children from families, loving families. Chris has no felonies, no, no misdemeanors. He does wear an ankle bracelet, and we have no idea why, because he hasn't committed any <laughs> crimes. <laughs> so Chris is back. Chris Stevens, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm wonderful. Well, Kinda. I can't say wonderful, but uh, I'm, I'm fighting the good fight. Yes, you are. And we all are. We're all fighting this fight. And, you know, it's it gets hard. I'm not going to lie. Like there's days where you think you're winning. Then there's days you get kicked and you feel like you fell two spaces back. And, you know, it's kind of like, what was that game? Sorry. Remember, sorry. Like you landed on the wrong spot and then you had to go two spots back. That's kind of what it feels like in this game here. And this isn't, or this is the game of life. And 
it's ruining families and we're here to try to end it and change the whole system for the better and so chris i'm going to give you the platform man i've got everything lined up here we will try to go through these documents uh succinctly and and to prove that what you're saying is actually true i mean I, I trusted you right from the beginning. I know you're a passionate guy. I'm a passionate guy, so I see that. I see the fire inside. Sometimes our passion kind of overtakes this thing sometimes, and I make a lot of dumb, <laughs> dumb choices and say stupid things, but um, we're human beings. And so um, you're a good guy. I know you now, you know, pretty, pretty personally, I think. Um, and yeah, I know we've had you're some good in conversations. This, yeah, yeah. And you want your daughter back, and, and we're on your team to get that's, your daughter back. That's what it's all about, man. The only reason I'm on social media is just to expose what's going on right here. Um, so if uh, I guess we got, jump right into it. Um, yeah, let's do it. First, you want to start uh, with text first, messages, or do you want to start with the uh, documents? No, no let's uh, <laughs> let's jump right in. Let's uh, let's show the um, the the actual um, what what they're doing to me. Um, okay. If we bring up the U.S. codes. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Uh, if I can find it. I just had it open. Now it's gone. Of course, there it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. U.S. code. This is uh, 18 U.S. Code 241, Conspiracy Against Rights. You want to go ahead and read that, Chris? Uh, this offense is always a felony, even if the underlying con conduct would not on its own establish a felony violation of another criminal civil rights statute. It is punishable up to by up to 10 years imprisonment unless the government proves aggravating factor, such as that the, the offense involved kidnapping, aggravated sexual abuse, or resulted in death, in which case it may be punished up to life imprisonment and death results, may be eligible for the death penalty. Um, Section 241 is used in law, misconduct, and hate crime pre uh, pr prosecutions. It was historically used before conspiracy. Specifically, trafficking statutes were adopted in human trafficking prosecutions. Now, if we go down and uh, the, the other one, um, and, and actually there's a, there's a definition of, uh, of a criminal conspiracy. Um, I believe it, it says that when three or more people conspire to violate the rights it uh that's what justifies a conspiracy um then if we jump down right here to the deprivation of rights under the color of law section 242 does not criminalize any particular type of abuse conduct instead it incorporates by reference rights defined by the constitution federal statutes and imperative case law Cases charged by federal prosecutors most often involves physical or sexual assaults. The department has, has also prosecuted public officials for theft, false, and, uh, false arrests, evidence planting, and failing to protect someone in custody from constitutional violations committed by others. A violation of the statute is a misdemeanor unless prosecutors prove one of the statutory aggravating factors, such as bodily injury, use of dangerous weapon, kidnapping, aggravated sexual abuse, death resulting, or attempted to kill, in which case there are graduated penalties up to and including prison or death. If charged in conjunction with 18 U.S.C. 250, as noted below, all sexual assaults under the col color of law are felonies. So, so basically what that's saying is 
that if if a law enforcement um it goes on to say that um social workers police judges um these are all people that are under the color of law because they are acting as an authority mm -hmm. um so so when they do violate these rights they are to be held responsible so if uh if we want to get into the uh the actual affidavit and uh, I, I think I'm, I'm not going to read it word for word because this was written by my lawyer. And uh, even though he butchered the crap out of it, and we will get into the, the way the lawyers act in a little bit. But um, I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm going to break it down a little bit. So starting at the beginning. On on on, on or about October 2nd, 2018, an affidavit was presented to the, the Franklin Juvenile Court by social worker Danielle Grew. On page four, paragraph labeled eight, she describes a domestic assault that happened between Allison Mislanka and Daniel Willer. Wait, now, Chris, the... where, where is this at? I wanna make sure we're on the same page here. You gotta go, you gotta go down to, uh, to number eight. You're at four right now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yep, you gotta there go a little bit, little bit farther. Yep, right there. Okay, got so it. So eight. It. Eight is the one that actually, this was the final straw um, because the woman that, that I got pregnant, she actually already had an open DCF case and I didn't know anything about that. Um, we got together in 2017 um, and we were together for about a year before things started going a little, a little haywire and uh, I, I, uh, I left when she was about six months pregnant. Um, so right, right there, in in their own words it says that all if actually if you go down to number nine it says at this time the department cons, uh consulted an emergency removal of natalie rivera and adelise mislanka was conducted pursuant to chapter 119 section 51b uh a filing this care and protection petition, the department alleges that this child is without necessary and proper physical care and that her parents are unwilling, incompetent, or unavailable to provide such care and attention. The department has assumed emergency custody of the child at this time and requests that the court find that the child in need of care and protection. Um, the department further requests that the court find that the department has made reasonable efforts based upon the emergency nature of the situation in order to protect the child's health and safety. Reasonable efforts have not prevented the need to remove the child. So, so I mean, clear as day right there. It, it, it's saying that the, the situation between Daniel Willer and Allison Mislanka was the reason for taking the child. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you click that back up and uh, we actually go to the first page of, uh, if you scroll back up. Oh, yeah. Go Chris, all the way back to the beginning to be, of that document. Just to be clear, where it says um, they, they made reasonable efforts and this is an emergency situation, at this point they had not contacted you as the father, correct? That's, that's what I'm getting to. Um, if, you scroll down, if you scroll down to the first page of that document, here, I'm going to pop up the page numbers real quick. Um, so page six. 
All right. So scroll down just a little bit more. All right, right there. It says um, it, it has me labeled as a respondent for some reason. But if you if you look under my name, address unknown. <laughs> so so what? they're saying right there that they don't even know where I am. <laughs> um, so so if 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 they didn't know where I was and they didn't try to contact me and I wasn't part of this. You know, are they following the law? No. Um, I mean, and, and and it's very well known. Like we live in a small town. Like they could have they could have gotten my phone number within five minutes if they wanted to. Um, there that there was there there's no doubt about that. Um, so we can go a little bit farther. Let's see. I'm gonna go to number four. If you go back up in the um in the affidavit to number four. I'm gonna restart at that one there. All right. It is my good faith opinion and belief that this is the first violation of DCF policy. Me being the child's father, I should have been contacted to take custody of said child. DCF made no attempt to contact the child's biological family. Furthermore, it's my good faith belief and understanding that, that Massachusetts General Law uh, 119 Section 1 clearly states that the department must do everything in their power to keep the child with family. It's my good faith belief and opinion that this case, the law was blatantly disregarded. On October 17th, I was, I was made aware of the child's removal from Allison's home. I immediately went straight to the DCF office in Greenfield to let them know that I was Adelise's father and that I was there to seek custody of my child. I, I immediately had a meeting with Supervisor Ann Cautious. She informed me that I would have to take a DNA test um, and you can actually switch to the DNA test, which is pe uh, page 11. So I actually did prove that I was the father, uh, the father of the child. Um, and that I would have to get a, um, a uh, an apartment. I'd have to rent an apartment with uh, with an extra bedroom for her, which I did immediately. And that is on page uh, fourteen. Um, I was actually living with um, with a buddy after I broke up with her. I moved in and rented a room from him. So then, once the child was taken, they told me I had to get an apartment. Um, within two weeks of knowing this, I had a two bedroom apartment fully furnished, crib, clothes, diapers, everything that that child would need, I had within two weeks. Yet they still decided to keep her in their custody. Um, on October 17th, 2018, I met my precious baby girl at the DCF office for the first time. And that is on page 14. Okay. You want me to go, Chris, you want me to read it? I can probably see it better than you can. Um, or just got kind of a certain section you want to read. Well, I was, I, I'm, I'm on number nine. Um, actually, no, I have to, uh, okay. So this, this goes into the, the first meeting that I had with, uh, with Danielle Grew. So two, two days after I got the apartment, um, the, the first, the original social worker, Danielle uh, Grew came to my house for a home visit. 
Now, when, when she came to that, to that home visit, um, she informed me that she knew all about me and about my drug dealing and beating women and that I broke uh, Allison's arm. Um, I made it very clear in a polite and calm matter that these accusations were completely false and unfounded. I have never been charged with any drug offense other than a minor, minor uh, a simple marijuana possession. And as to the domestic charges, um, I was found innocent of, of the charges that were pressed against me from, from Ms. Lanka at, uh, at trial. Um, at, at, during that meeting, um, I, I, I felt that, that she was literally just attacking me. So I asked her to leave my house. Um, the next day, she filed a report that said that I had uh, cornered her in the apartment and that I had threatened her life. This is, this is the first of three um, false reports that they wrote about me. Um, I actually never got a copy of that, so I can't show it to you. Um, but I do have a rebuttal letter um, that I wrote against her. Um, and I don't believe that that is, I, I believe it's in here, but I don't think that we have it listed. Uh, actually, no, e e exhibit five was my rebuttal, um, my rebuttal letter. Um, so oh, I asked. Page 14, this one. I, yep. Um, so I requested uh, in, in this, I, um, I go through, I, I get, if, if you want to go through and read that one, cause it's a little hard for me to read. Yeah, sure. The whole thing, or uh, just part of it? Yeah, if if you want, if you want to just yeah. breeze. I mean, I can. It, I can it, read it's it. a, it's a pretty good layout. Yeah. Since the first day I met social worker Grew, I feel that she has been against me. While speaking with her in our first meeting, I said something about Miss Miss Lanka cheating on me. I was abruptly stopped, and Miss Grew told me I was lying. That, in fact, I was one of one that was cheating on Allison because I was violated on a restraining order, um, and she told me. She knows all about me and my weed, and I need to take responsibility in my life. Yes, I grew six plants well within my legal right. Yes, I was violated for breaking the restraining order issued to stay away from Stephanie Valerie. The reason for violating was me going to the police on my own and asking them what can be done because Stephanie would not stop texting me. I was violated because I simply asked her to stop texting. I never saw her, and she never reported me. I reported myself. All this information was obviously given to Ms. Grew by Ms. Mislanka, and in fact not obtained in a proper manner. Next is the issue with Ms. Grew constantly reiterating that I'm sweating. When I saw this in her report, I offered to take drug tests and breathalyzers. She didn't say anything about it, but continues to insinuate that I'm on drugs. In fact, I do not do drugs, never been in a rehab or even had a drug charge other than simple marijuana possession. Next, the issue of having trouble completing tasks my work insurance ended on November 1st. Uh, I immediately filed out the Mass Health, Massachusetts Health paperwork and sent it in and reported that to Ms. Grew. After a month or so, no response, I found out that the hospital helps with getting people into Massachusetts Health. So I set up an appointment for the 31st of January, again reported it to Ms. Grew, and again she leaves the steps I'm taking to get things done out of her report. On the 31st, I got on Mass Health, and next, and the next day I had my intake at CSO and started completing tests. I reported all of this to the supervisor, Anne, because I'm realizing Miss Grow is, yeah, Miss Grow is not there to help me. She is only there to report negative negatively. 
Next, my home visit in January, Miss Grew was looking at pictures of my children. We were t talking about my older daughter and Miss Grew tells me I need to take responsibility for my actions when she has no clue that I'm dealing with, the fr dealing with this frustra frustration me frustrated me she caused uh, is being nothing but negative with anything I say. I walked into my kitchen, got a drink out of the fridge and proceeded to tell her that Mindy was right. Miss Grew is a shady worker and I don't want her involved with me and I asked her to leave my house. This was followed by a report that I cornered her in my home and she had to leave because she was in fear. Next, I brought supplies for Adelise because Miss Grew reports I don't bring things for the baby. So I put together a box of diapers and clothes for her. The diapers were size one newborn to 16 pounds. Last, I was told she was at 12 pounds. The clothes I brought were all zero to six months. She reported that nothing fit. I asked her to return them and still have not got them back. Next, she reported that I have never changed a diaper. In fact, that it is false. That is false. I have changed her two times during our visits. She also says I have given her back soaking wet. Also false. I checked her diaper five minutes before the visit ended. Further, she reported that my older daughter was visited or has visited once and my mother has visited three times when in fact my older daughter has not visited and my mother has visited two times. Miss Grew reports I badmouth everyone. Uh, no, I speak my feelings and there is nothing wrong with that. I have been at every visit. I have been at every court hearing I was, I was notified of. I have made every phone call and every appointment on time except one week. I had a real busy day and forgot to confirm visit. Miss Grew reports that I do not attend all hearings. I have gone out of my way to make everything I needed to, putting my job and my bills second to getting my child. But Miss Grew focuses only on the negative. I feel another social worker would be a huge relief off of me as I feel she, she's out for me because of her personal relationship with the mother and a fresh set of eyes in this case would be beneficial to all parties. The visits I have had with the other social workers have all gone great. No issues. The meetings with Miss Grew is not present, uh, have all gone great and on time. While Miss Grew has been late to almost every meeting and there has been conflicts during every encounter. Thank you, Christopher Stevens. So I know that was a little long and drawn out, but um, basically it just shows that like these social workers, they, they, they come in with a straight intent. Now, why would a why would a social worker come at a father that had nothing to do with the situation? Like that's sort of the 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 lines that I'm trying to get across. Um, now, with uh, with that letter written, she was actually removed from the case. Um, so uh, we'll move on past her. Which let's let's uh, touch on that for a minute though, because um, Danielle, have you ever heard of that where someone requested that the social worker be removed and that actually happened? Because that's kind of rare, to be honest. It is very rare. Um, I really haven't heard of that too often. I I asked for many social workers to be removed from my case, and it never happened. So that's pretty solid if you made that happen, because it didn't it doesn't typically happen. Yep, I um I actually went through. They they had taken Danielle off, and then they put like this like twenty one year old girl. She was literally right out of school, um, and she never even met with me. Um, like I told you on the last show, um, I literally went through, and, and for the entire first year, all I did was just go to the visits, and then that was it. There was no court. There was no nothing. There was just me going every single week, um, having, a, having an hour-long visit, and then going on my way. 
like it it was it was a really weird situation it was literally like they just sort of pushed me off to the side um now in in this time my my family was visiting the whole time um my sister was visiting um she is actually a foster parent in new hampshire um my nephew has grown up in our family and uh and and he's a foster child um my mother came through she put in paperwork to have the ba- to have Addie put with her. They completely ignored these. Um, you know this this case was really weird. It was like it was like they just sort of shoved my, me and my entire family off to the side and just yeah you can have a visit and and that's it. Um, so we'll we'll keep going because um, that actually goes through most of the next. Um, the mo- most of the next few uh, few pages. Um, got, we're gonna uh, go up, up. Page nineteen. Um, I'm gonna go. No, not just nineteen. I'm gonna go to sixteen on the original affidavit and restart okay. from there. All right. So it's my good faith memory that sometime during the late 2020, the court uh, court resumed hearings virtually. I had made my opinion of the fact to the court was unjustly and unconstitutionally bringing me to trial for the accusations of Miss Le- of Miss Meslanka and Daniel Willer in violation of Article 12 of the Massachusetts Constitution. It's my good faith and an opinion that the court refused to obey the Constitution, forcing me to serve notice of crimes of wrongdoing um, against, uh, against myself. So if you want to go to Exhibit 6. Okay, page 19. Um, this is actually an affidavit that I wrote, and, um, and I actually served them by certified mail. Um, just before the first um, trial date. Um, It is my good faith understanding that Judge Judith Phillips was forced to recuse herself from the case due to my allegation of crimes against myself. It is in my good faith understanding that the trial was postponed to allow time for the court to assign another judge to the case. So basically what that says is... um, I, I wrote out the affidavit. I laid out everything that they had done um, and the the articles articles of the Constitution that they were breaking. And the judge was forced to take herself out of the court because she, she was violating the law. And, and I called her on it. Um, now, this is this is going to lead into to why part partially why that they um, they press charges on me because they don't like it when you when you actually learn the law. And then you fight back legally against them. Um, so, um, sometime in late 2019, social worker Emery. Now, this is this is the social worker that um, took everything to the next level. Um, social worker Michelle Emery was assigned to my case. I expressed my opinion and beliefs to Miss Emery about the, all the wrongdoing of the department and the serv- and uh, and the Department of Child Services. It is my good faith understanding that Michelle continued her smear cane against me by reporting that I threatened to burn down the courthouse, that I threatened her, and that I was violent at visits, etc., 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 etc. She had, she had, she had all kinds of of things to report on me. Um, it is in Chris, my good faith understanding. Chris, what, yep. Sorry to interrupt, man, but was there any no, other no witnesses problem. around when she supposedly said this was happening? No. No, there was there was no witnesses to anything. There was no recordings. There was just her saying whatever mm-hmm. she felt like saying. Um, that's that's usually how that's usually how the family court goes. You know, uh, hearsay is allowed in the family court. Yeah, it sure is. 
that's that's how, that's how we know that it's not a court of law because the, in in a court of law facts and evidence are the only evidence um so so yeah i mean we've gone over how family court is illegal how it was just basically uh what, what was the word that i used that that it was just established by uh <laughs> by the court system <laughs> um that's a good word uh, okay, so it's in my good faith understanding that Miss Emery is claiming that I was violent and threatening during a visit where she tried to have me evaluated by a bonding expert um, without giving me prior notice. A careful review of the of the video, because I actually recorded um, this one visit, because this was this was a real crazy situation. Um, I I went down for a visit, and I just felt like something was gonna go completely wrong. And I really wish I could have sent you this video because it's like an hour long. It was the entire visit. But um, so I go in there. She's 15 minutes late, like always. Um, she goes in and she starts telling she starts telling me that that this 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 person is uh, court ordered to be in there, which was a lie. So I called her out on the lie and she got all angry and huffy and puffy picked up my kid and walked out of the room and said that the visit was over. Um, now. It was really funny because when, when you look at the video, there was a. They always made me go there when there was a when there was a police officer there, and when I went back and looked at the video, you could see the the police officer had already made his way to the door, and he was sitting there listening in, almost like he was listening for the cue, um, and and I really wish I could show you guys this all on the all on tape because they actually went in and the next day they they filed to have my my visitations terminated which didn't happen because the court didn't the 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 new the new lawyer didn't believe any of it so he he threw it out but i still have them on video making up a whole story that i was violent and that i threatened them and that i went i went ballistic i think is what is the words that they said um and i disrupted the entire the entire place it, it was it was completely ridiculous um one day i'm going to be able to show you that video um I don't know. I don't know how I can actually send an hour-long video to you, but um, when 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 we see the video, you'll you'll see exactly what I'm saying. I was completely calm the whole time. I was just like, no, Michelle, you're you're you never had this. You, you never had this. Is not court ordered. Just let me have my visit, and and just I don't know. It, yeah, but see, this is the problem. So We've discussed this many times. There's there's no um, recorders. There's no cameras allowed. There's no body cams. There's no surveillance. There's no oversight at all. It's just yeah, and what what they say against the parent. There's no yep, you. You, then, you don't have a jury of your peer. You have nothing. It, you are left in the cold. And see, it doesn't. This is the thing. Most people don't know that. They don't understand that. They think it's a fair system. It's a just system. You just go in, and and of course, just like any other courtroom, evidence will be presented. Witnesses will be brought forth. But when you're in these rooms and they're just talking to you and stuff, it's this is like it's only on their record. You don't get a record. And if you want that record, you have to pay like what is it, three, four thousand dollars to get a transcript or something. Like they make it impossible for the parent to prove their innocence. And it have it's so, not this is not the only case. I mean, this happens all the time. So and now now this goes along with, with this right here. I don't know I don't know if I gave you this this document. Can't yeah, I can't really see it. What what is it? What's the uh, title on it? So so this is this is the actual um, 
this is my um my uh my charges that they charged me with. Oh, okay. I don't it, I don't know if you got that page. Actually, it's all the way at the end. It would be okay. it would be one of the last pages. Okay, go ahead and start reading. I'll try to look for it. Um so this was my this was my summons. So they they charged me with criminal harassment. They charged me with stalking. They charged me with um, intimidation of a court official or a witness. And then they charged me with illegal wiretapping. <laughs> and the, the illegal wow. wiretapping was because I caught her on videotape. Uh -huh. Of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yep. And also, they charged you with stalking, but you weren't even in the state, right? Yeah, I never, I never even went to the state. <laughs> And they and they charged me with criminal harassment. When when what's the definition of a social worker? She she's literally paid to talk to me, just because she doesn't right. like what I have to say. That that means it's criminal. Like it, it's right. it's pretty crazy. And we'll we'll get a little we'll get farther into that when we go through the text messages, um, because I actually have the entire list of every single text message that I ever sent her. Um, so, uh, let's go to, um, exhibit seven, because this is, this is the second, um, this is the affidavit that they wrote when, um, when they tried to, uh, when they tried to terminate my visitations. Okay. All right. So number one, I am the ongoing social worker for Adelise Mislanka. That is true. The adjudicated father of Adelise is Christopher Stevens. That is true. Mr. Stevens resides in New Hampshire with his mother. That is true. Um, let's just skip down to something that's... There has been several in incidents of threats made by Mr. Stevens towards the department, court, and complaints about the department, staff, and presiding justices. Now, you're, you're right. I have made complaints and about the department, the staff, and the presiding ju justice. And my affidavit shows that that, that that was a complete legal document. Um, they, they're trying to use my legal document that I wrote against them as, as harassment. Um, uh, see, on number, number six, she says that I, that I threatened to burn the courthouse down, which was completely false. Um, I actually said, what do you have to do to get justice? Act like Antifa and burn a courthouse down like they did in Portland? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the in-person parent-child visit with Mr. Stevens occurred at the Greenfield Area Police Department when the police, dealt, uh, police detail is there due to threats. Now, now what she's saying with those due to threats was because of the situation with Miss Grew that, uh, that, I, that I threatened her or whatever. Um, Mr. Stevens has sent volumes, volumes of threatening text, text messages to me and also emailed the department's uh, uh, the attorney directly, which I definitely did. <laughs> um, but I didn't send any, I didn't send anything. Uh, I just told her, I sent her actually a list of the crimes that she was committing. And they, okay, they so, didn't like that. Okay, so do you have any of the text messages supposedly that you oh, sent her? Any of these volumes? Yep. Yes, we can actually go into those if you would like. Um, sure. Yet, which uh I I don't I don't know exactly which uh which exhibit it is. Um oh right there, exhibit eight. Oh, so it's on it's in that document then. Okay. Yes. 
Excellent. Okay. So exhibit eight would be page 33. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of them. But yeah. Okay. I just want to say like 30, real quick. 33 through like 60. So real quick. Um, so what they do is uh, it's narcissistic abuse. And every single thing that you try to say as a parent when you're trying to get your child back, they take it and they're masters at manipulating every single thing that you say and flipping it around to make it look like you are crazy or you're a criminal or you're right. dangerous. They do it over and over and over and they have like whole logs and they follow you. They're actually the stalkers. They stalk you on social <laughs> media and they try to find everything that you say to flip around on you. So everything well, that they do, they, they blame you for. Yep. They, they weren't very good at it, but um, they, they did try. It's classic projection. That's what they do. We've seen this in lots of cases. Actually, Megan, I mean, she's, you know, they've called her a conspiracy theorist, a QAnoner. Um, they've called her crazy, a drug addict, you know, drunk, yep, yep. you name it. They've called her it. And it's, oh, it's well, not, it's, it's, like their, it's like their playbook. That's what they have. They have like seven or eight things they go to, and they don't need any proof. So they can just label you something right. and smear your All name. Right. Smear so your let's flip name. through the let's flip through some of these text messages because because it's funny that you say that. Look at number one. What's up? I'm a white supremacist. <laughs> uh, my two best friends are Puerto Rican and black. Good good luck with that because my my two best friends are were, are, were Berto and Keisha. and Chris. I had told you guys that, that Keisha was actually in the courtroom when they called me a white yeah. supremacist. And he's like, Chris? I don't think so. You should, All right. you, should send, you should send pictures. That would be funny. Just like you guys hanging out or something. I did that well, um, on Twitter before. Well, it's funny. The, the picture that they used of me was, was me in Proud Boy gear at one of the rallies. But one of my brothers was standing right next to me in the picture, and he was black. Yeah. So how do you use that to say I'm a white supremacist? But what's he, the black white supremacist? We got a Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's let's scroll through these. Let's try to go through a little bit quick. Um, have you just we we can just sort of flip through. Government workers workers should be educated. Yeah, keep going through. I mean, we don't really need to read them out. Like. Well, we're just trying to show that you've documented all this stuff, so yep. everything you're saying can be backed up. That's that's what we want. And if you're a parent out there and you haven't been docu and you're going through this and you haven't been documenting everything, I highly suggest you start doing exactly what Chris has done. Uh, we just you handed off his case. <laughs> we just uh, handed off his case to um, a good friend that we had on the show a while back, Mel Janelle, who is doing fantastic work with parents. And she actually got her two children back after six years of fighting these criminals. And she just went through the law. She, she taught herself the law, and now she has an organization that is helping all these parents get their children back. And she said, Chris, what did she tell you when you gave her all the documents? Mel told me that I was the most prepared man that she has ever seen. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I'm just, you know, us Anons, we're all about the sauce. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's all about the sauce. Well, I um, think it's so I think it's, it's amazing that you had the sense about you to like make sure you were screenshotting and doing all this stuff, 
Because, I mean, it wasn't yeah. like you had some prophetic word like, okay, this is what's coming, Chris. You better do this. this and you just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start keeping track of this stuff. And I'm well, going to make sure that my end of this is documented. You know, for, for the first year, I, I didn't. And because this will actually bring us to another crazy part of this situation. Um, I, I actually thought that, that they were going to work with me and they were going to give me my child back because in, in 2015, I actually had in the same DCF office, I had children placed in my care. I passed the, the, the DCF quarry, the quarry check, and, and they placed two children in my care. And this is literally three years before it. And I haven't gone to court for anything in between. Um, I haven't been charged with anything. Like I'm not a criminal. I mean, I mean, I've got an, uh, I, I had a driving after suspension um, because I, because I uh, missed some fines and then I paid the fines off and got my license right back. So actually I never even got charged with it. They just threw it out. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm not a perfect guy. I've, I've gotten, I've gotten charged with, you know, disturbing the peace a few times, but as for anything, that's like an actual crime. No, I've, I've, I, I, I've, I actually, I did get charged with one thing when I was 16 years old, I broke into a bar and I stole some liquor. That's out of the bag. You know what, Chris, <laughs> so what I want to say, <laughs> what I want to say about all this is that at the end of the day, None of us are perfect, but ever since knowing you, your heart is so good and in such a good place. You're really like childlike at heart. Like you have joy in you despite everything that you've been going through. And parents need to, um, when we go through these things, parents are shamed and we are stomped all over and we have fingers pointed at us. We always feel like we have to, tell every single detail about our life and to show people like I'm really a good person none of this should have happened to you period your child should not have been taken away from you you should have the right to be able to parent your own child it doesn't matter if you have misdemeanors in your past even if you had drug abuse in your past right now you're good right now everything's fine in your life nope. other than the fact that your child's being trafficked Yep. So, yep. I mean, parents well, the have thing to... is, is with the violence, that's that's where they always stem to is the violence. And I'm like, yeah, I'm loud. I'm a fucking guy. <laughs> like, you've <laughs> taken my kid. I'm going to yell at you. I'm pissed. Like, uh, so right. but, but as for like finding like, you know, there's there is no history of violence. I've never been charged with with assault and batteries or anything like that. You know, it's 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 just crazy. Like like you said, they just they they stick with a narrative and they run with it. Yeah. My boy wants my boy wants yeah. to play really bad. <laughs> no, I think you brought up a good point, Chris. That yeah, everybody there. can see who's right here. <laughs> there he is. Come here, boy. You br you bring up a good point though, everybody? Chris. Like being passionate doesn't mean you're violent, right? I mean, nope, like we, I, I'm I'm passionate about what we're doing here with Rescue to Fosters. Um, I know Danielle's passionate. We might not ex all express it the same way. You know, I'm, I can be emotional, but I usually can kind of, kind of control it. Chris, you like, you wear it on your sleeve, man. That's what I like about you. You're, you're real. Out of my sleeve. And some, and if you say something wrong, you're, you're ready to apologize for it. And, and I mean, that's, that's a stand up guy, man. That's what I, I really like about you. And, and I know you've gotten some bad flack on social media. And I mean, I, we're trying to help <laughs> clear this up and I've had some talks, me and Chris have had some heart to hearts, you know, and I said, you know, I mean, you need to just cool it down a little bit just in these areas. But if, but if it's something, if you're being slandered, your character, 
You have every right to defend yourself or your child or, or making wild accusations against you. Of course you're going to stand up for that. Who wouldn't? I mean, well, we're thing not cowards. Is, is, the thing is, is, I don't give a fuck about anybody's feelings. And and if if you're if you're a person that's showing me your true colors, I'm going to call you out on it because I don't care. You know what? If, if you guys want to go out there and you guys want to act like you're superheroes, mm. you know, I'm going to call you out on what you're not doing. So... Uh, that that being said, we'll just get right past that because we don't even care about people who think they're heroes. Um, let's go to the. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. Let's let's keep going through because right here, like like I scroll back up just a little bit. R one more. Go up a little bit higher. So I say you're gonna burn in hellfire because you're Satan's follower. I actually I was doing talk to text and it said Satan's. But um, <laughs> yeah. if, if you if you scroll to the next one. I immediately say, and no, I won't be the one that gives you your sentence. Like, <laughs> right. so don't try to play this, try to place this on me. Your choices are yours, but you will be held responsible for your actions against humanity. You know, mm -hmm. I, I explain myself very, very much. I mean, I, I do jump out of line sometimes a little bit and I say things that I probably shouldn't say, um, but I immediately, you know, say what I, what I was actually implying. Um, so we, we can keep we can keep spinning through. You keep you continue to keep my my daughter away from me. You'll be held responsible. Um, so this this right here, um, I actually had a I was talking about the court case is most likely going to be a disturbing the peace with the assault dropped. So um, they actually sent a police officer to my house um, over over something that wasn't even a situation. And they ended up arresting me and charging me with an assault on a police officer. Um, and then once again, at trial, it was all it was all wiped away. I was found innocent by a jury of my peers because nothing that they ever say about me, my jury of my peers is going to convict me on. Because so, I'm always in the right. I'm sorry. I might okay, be an asshole, so, but I'm always right. <laughs> okay, so just for the audience, Chris. Okay, because now this could be one of those little sticky points where someone could say, all right, man, now we're getting into some stuff. You supposedly assaulted this cop and did this and that. Yep. So your jury of your peers, they said, nope, he didn't do this. I was, but I was what, found innocent. Did, did the cops produce any body cam footage of the incident? Um, no, but the, um, the, the cop actually got on the stand and told the truth. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. actually, yeah, he, he, actually, he assaulted me and then, and then told the truth about it. It was, it was pretty crazy because I was just telling him, um, they came into my house because um, a neighbor said that we were too loud. So the cops showed up, right? And uh, and basically, it, my girlfriend was drunk at the time. So I was literally like, just get her out. Just get her out. And uh, and I wasn't drunk at all. I had to be, I'm, I, I work. I get up at 530 in the morning, you know, so I don't, I don't really drink. Um, they would not remove her. They would not remove her. They literally sat there for over an hour. So at the end of it, I was just like, get the out of my house i was like you guys are worthless get out and then and the cop shoves me and uh and that's what he used he, that and i jumped right back up his in his face and then he shoved me again and i jumped right back up in his face again and they arrested me so and do he you actually think, told the truth so do you think he told the truth because the body cam would have proven that that happened i i don't know we um my lawyer didn't even ever request the body cam um, it was literally just such a, a flake trial that, that it, it literally lasted maybe an hour from start to finish this jury trial. 
Hmm. I mean, it's it wasn't very serious. They had they had no way. There was the two cops, and then there was my girlfriend and my daughter. Um, um, was this the same case or a different case um, that involved Stephen Gagney? No, the no, district that's, attorney. Nope, nope. This was this was in between the times. Um, because I I think what happened was is they sent the officer there to try to wrap me up into something, and then that didn't work. So then they they put these trumped up charges on me, which we're gonna get into. That's sort of like the last thing that they did. Okay. Um. But if, yeah. if we can go just to the, um, we'll, we'll get past all this stuff. Uh, actually, if you want to flip through more, I, I don't think you really need to flip through any more of the text messages. Literally, it's me over and over and over again, calling them criminals, telling them that sure. I am, that I, you know, I'm, I'm dictating the, uh, the codes that they are violating, the articles of the constitution that they're violating. Um, you know, basically I'm, I'm calling them criminals over and over and over right. and over again. Um, so um, if we go to exhibit 11 was the next um, okay. was the next page, false report that they wrote on me. Page 73. Yep. That's the one. Now, this is a report written by the um, the foster care representative. So what, what she does is she, she deals with the, what, in Massachusetts, they have this thing called the foster care review board. So she presents, she presents to them and, you know, she lets them know, uh, you know, what the child's doing and how they're doing and what the case plans are or whatever. Um, so in, in this report, she literally states that I was charged with domestic assault. Um, she said that I was convicted of, dom of domestic assault. Um, she said that, um, oh man, let's go, keep, keep going a little farther. It, you go down and you can see, you, you'll see my name once, uh, once it gets to my part. If she oh, said nope, we went, convicted. We went past it. Nope, nope, keep going. Right, a little bit farther. Nope, go back the other way, I think. Hold on. It'll it'll say Mr. It'll say Mr. Stevens when uh when it gets to the part that she wrote about me. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Miss Miss Malenka and Mr. Stevens, uh, poor choices and judgment about child protection. Miss Mislenka had issues with alcohol, and Mr. Stevens had issues with domestic violence and substance abuse. The goal with the department changed to adoption on 123-2020 through a PPC that day because neither mother or father had made progress on the tasks requested in their service plans. A family find. Oh, and. With with that, the date that they changed it because they were gonna do a unification with me. Oh, you froze up, Chris. Can you hear us? Everybody froze except me. <laughs> Is everybody there? Oh man. Can you guys hear me? Can anybody in the stream still hear me? Hopefully it's just Zoom messing with us.
Okay, I guess we're back. <laughs> Can everybody hear me? Yeah. He he just went to go feed his dog real quick. Oh. <laughs> that was the what weirdest happened? thing. Our our whole internet shut down. What the Everybody heck? All, the, the whole house, everything went out. Yeah. That's crazy. Huh. Yeah. It does now I'm not going to blame it on deep state antics just yet. No. Cuz that's that's no. easy to go. That's the easy way out. But I will say it's rare that that happens. So sorry about that. All of us, we're, we're live still, so you can go ahead, Chris, if you want to talk. Um, okay. That, um, that was really weird. Were we, were we live the whole time? Yes, it was live. And hang on, I got to, I don't know if, hang on. I well, I went anybody... on Rumble and, and it said paused. Okay, let me, let me share. Everything got screwed up now. So hold on, everybody. Sorry if anybody's still, still there. <laughs> Yeah, my internet shut down uh, completely, so everything went out. All right, let me just get my screen set up. So basically, we've just we've just gone over how how they've written three fa completely false reports about me. You know, they're attacking me when when it's very clear that I had absolutely nothing to do with the situation. I mean, mm -hmm. I've showed the evidence. I've I've showed the original affidavit that that um that took the child. That, that clearly states that it was domestic violence between Daniel Willer and Allison Mislanka. Um, this, is, this is a direct violation of Massachusetts law. Um, it's a direct violation of DCF um, bylaws and whatever their, their, their statues or whatever is that they have to actually go by. Um, so that's where Mel comes in. And, and we, uh, we're going after them and we are gonna hold them accountable for their criminal behavior, just like that I've been calling out the whole time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not bullshitting about this. I've, I've got all the sauce, and, and we're taking them to federal court. <laughs> it's game over for them, because I ain't backing down. I, I'm not the punk that they thought I was going to be. I'm not rolling over, and, and we are going to win. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, all, it's all right here. You know, we just... What we what we need to do is, um, through through some of my research, I I've realized that the the way you bring people to court is through the grand jury. Now, mm -hmm. why aren't we allowed to present our evidence to the grand jury? Who is allowed to present the evidence to the grand jury? Prosecutors. The, the judge like who who gets to do that and why why isn't the grand jury in in the hands of the people to be able to make these decisions right you know it's it, i will what, say what it's coming down to is this the system is the system has been weaponized against the people yeah and for sure. when you fight back when you fight back against them they they reform the system a little bit more so that they can call you a criminal so, yeah, I, you know, I, the I mean, naysayer, the naysayer is going to say, well, what's what's the federal court going to do? It's all corrupt. Everything's corrupt. But I will say we have seen some success in the federal court. Like there is, believe it or not, there is some justice still available in some of our court systems. Uh, it is tainted. Everything's yep. tainted for sure. But there is a chance in federal court that justice will be served, at least at this well, point. Well, I want to. 
I want to touch on that, actually, real quick. Um, so the judge that Chris was talking about, I think it was the first one that recused, Judith, Judith Phillips. Phillips. So she was the Springfield attorney. And so, first of all, she had a petition with hundreds of people coming forward to try to get her off the bench a while back. And um, because she had um, let a confessed rapist, a pedophile rapist, she, she let him go. And she has had a hand in um, not reunifying many children with their families when they should have been. But Springfield, Massachusetts actually has a gigantic lawsuit that we're actually trying to gather information for right now. And Mel wanted that information for his case because it's in the same area where 8,500 kids um, from foster care were on this. And um, it went forward with a class action lawsuit. I don't I don't really know the outcome right now because we're still looking into it. But. I think they won because it was back in 2011 and I believe that they won a class action lawsuit and they were a lot of families, children had died, children were abused in care. Um, They were, they were blocking um, CPS from being able to actually help children and they were forcing them into care when they should have, you know, the same typical thing. So that came out of the same town as that judge was an attorney in. And, and I think what, what happens with it, because um, Massachusetts used to be CPS. So now what happens when things like that happen, when they have those gigantic lawsuits, they actually go in and they reform, and then they called, they started calling them the Department of Children and Families. Right. So they, they throw it, they slap another brand on it. Of course. And then they keep doing yep. the same thing that they were doing. Yeah, it's like filing yep. Chapter 14 if you're a business. Yep, they <laughs> you basically went with something else. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, I wonder if, do we know if there's, this was settled out of court or was there actual, an actual bench decision and were there NDA signed and stuff? Because it would be interesting to get a hold of some of these parents that were involved in that and hear their That's taking. what we're trying to do, actually. We're, we're working on that. So that's the I've plan. I've actually got a couple people that are digging on that and it's really, like, they, they play cover up. They, they hide this stuff really, really well so that nobody can find this information um, so yeah. that they can't use it against them in, in, you know, the next time that they do it. So mm-hmm. we're, we're going to keep digging. We're going to keep we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep finding. And, you know, we're going to we're going to get to the bottom of it. Um, I wanted to mention, too, have we gotten to Steve Gagne yet? Because I really want to mention that one. <laughs> oh, OK, so so let's flip back to. um So. Let's actually go, um, the email that I sent you uh, um, about the, 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 the email that I sent to uh, Michelle Emery. The one with the, um, with the, the video of Josh Hawley. You're, yeah, you're muted, uh, Gino. Yeah, sorry. Let me, um, let me find that one. That, you sent that, uh, what was it, yesterday? I think I got it right I think here. so. I was telling these guys before the show started, everybody, like all of a sudden my mail stuff's going to spam that should never go to spam. So I don't know why it's doing that. You'll be all right. I'll be but, done in uh, a few minutes. I'll take you outside. Okay, so here's here's the video. Let's let's go ahead and play this. Yep. The video is the context. Hold on, it's not playing. Oh, it's only um Chris, it's only saying it's a an MP. Yeah, it is saying it's a video. Why won't it play? Huh. It's oh okay, here oh. we go. Now it's now it should work. 
Bloom, bloom. Why is it doing that? <laughs> it should play right away. Oh my gosh. All right, why don't you guys go ahead and talk and I'll try to figure this out. All right, so so what this video is, it's um it's Senator Josh Hawley and he is questioning Kentagey Brown, um the new Supreme Court justice about the um about a case where she let off a man that raped an 8-year-old boy and she only gave him an uh, a 3-month sentence. So okay. what I did is I is I said in if you want to bring up um just the email well, I actually, I actually got the video to play now, so oh, let's go ahead and play this. Yeah. One more thing on this, same idea. You said you were viewing, this is you to the defendant, you were, you were viewing sex acts between children who were not much younger than you. And this whole discussion is about why you're only giving him three months. Judge, he was 18. These kids are eight. I don't see in what sense they're peers. I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 16-month-old at home, and I live in fear that they will be exposed to, let alone exploited, in this kind of material. I don't understand you saying to him that they're peers and that, therefore, you were viewing sex acts between children who are not much younger than you and that that's, that's somehow a reason to only give him three months. Help me understand this. Senator, I don't have the record of that entire case. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Do you so, love how they always go to I I don't have the record. Of course. I, just, I don't yeah. have it. I don't I don't remember. And, and why does that always work for them, but it would never work for us? Yeah, right. right. You'd be in jail. That's what would happen so, to us. So if you want to show the actual email now. Okay, I think this is the one well, right here. Yep. You're not so safe, says, you're corrupt. Yep. Yep. Yeah, go, go right ahead. You can read it. Yeah, it says, uh, you're not safe. Your corrupt judges are not safe. We are coming for all of you pedos and pedo sympathizers. You said I'm living in Biden's world now. You voted for Biden. Hunter Biden's laptop is real and confirmed, showing you voted for a treasonous pedophile. You're so stupid. How can you be in a place where you protect children when you support pedophilia? TikTok, bitch. I hope you're ready. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like you, Chris. I don't know why, but <laughs> it, I mean, and and to be fully honest, I, I was baiting her in. I I wanted mm -hmm. to get a reaction out of her. Now, now go to the, now go to the next email. Because now, 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 remind you, I was arrested. The uh, I was arrested about five days after I sent this email okay. for this email. But what they failed to do was was uh, was present this email that I sent. This was the next email that I sent to her. Um, if you want yes. to go ahead and read that sure. from So I Figured. Says, so I figured I'd explain, since you are slow, the video I sent to Judge Jackson, of Judge, uh, Judge Jackson, being questioned by a congressman about giving an extremely light sentence to a man that raped an eight-year-old in three months. She gave him for raping a child. Recommend sentence is, recommended sentence is 10 years. This is showing you that even judges are now being questioned for their very questionable decisions. We are coming for you means that you too will be questioned very soon. 
The impunity you think you hide behind will not help you. All corruption is coming out into the light. Your organization especially, I hope, this clears my statement up for you. So now, okay. so now when, when they presented this to the grand jury to, um, to actually get me indicted on this charge, because this was the, this was their only smoking gun saying that I, that I, cause oh, we're, we're coming for you. This means that I'm, they, they actually went on the stand, Stephen Gagney, which we can, we can pull up his face in a second here. Um, I, what, which one is, uh, which number is that? Exhibit 12 or no exhibit, exhibit 15. 15. Yep. Uh, I don't see that one on the list. Do you have a page number? Uh, 15 oh where is it oh no i didn't i didn't even get that yeah it's not on here um all right so if we scroll all the way to the end um okay it's in it's in the last couple pages so so um when when i went in and i was actually indicted for for these charges um for one if when you look at the actual indictment I was arrested on uh, April uh, 1st of 2022. I sent that email five days before that, right in uh, right in March, right? Right. They say that the date of offense was 131-2020. So, so right there, that's some serious questions. All right. Um, now, okay, I, now when you go in, I, when you go in I and you look it. at Stephen Gagney to what I what I actually put in there. Look at this. This took me five minutes to find on the internet. District Attorney Stephen Gagney on Thursday apologized in writing to a defense attorney that he accused of threatening a Northampton police officer last yeah. month. So, so this guy was literally reprimanded for doing the exact same thing he did to me um, yeah. two years before. So, so what we're doing here is is establishing a uh, a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. for for this corrupt district attorney, um, because literally he he came out and and he convinced the judge that I was gonna murder Michelle Emery, that that she was in fear for her life, that I needed to be put on a GPS monitor because she was in fear, and, and it's like, dude. I cleared up and I said exactly what I meant by that, that you are going to be questioned. The only thing that I've done is called you guys criminals. You know, if you really break it down to, to, to my thought process, I could go kill them so easily, (laughs) so easily. Pulling a trigger is simple. Okay. Chris, Chris, time out, time, time out. It's it's just, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean by that. It's the truth. We would, but we want to make we want to be clear though. We would never, ever, ever advocate no. for violence, killing people, beating people up, none of that stuff. I want to make sure this is figurative speech. But he's also <laughs> saying if somebody wanted to, yes, of course they could. Anybody could go buy a gun or whatever and go kill people. But you're not advocating for that. Please no, make clear I'm that. Not so ad- the I'm not knows. advocating okay. for it. I'm just saying Excellent. that if I wanted to do that, it would have been. I would have done it. I mean, this is literally three years. 
They've had my child yeah. for for four years. If I right. wanted to hurt them, I would have already hurt them. Right. Um. Right. I. I. What I'm doing is I'm taking the hard road. I am learning the law. I am writing affidavits. I am serving them with certified mail because that's the way that you have to do it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm taking all these steps and they're just ignoring the fact that I am being a complete law abiding citizen. And they're just jumping back to, oh, he, he's violent. He's dangerous. Come right. on. Yeah. Where? Where have I been violent? Where mm -hmm. have I been dangerous? So yeah. I, when you've, to... I was just going to say, when you've been <laughs> accused of that, you've gotten off. There's no no criminal charges against you for being that. So they can say these things and slander your name all they want, but there's no proof of it, no evidence. Yep. Yeah, and then um, to reiterate the whole thing with the district attorney, Stephen Gagney, I know you just went over this, but it's showing a pattern. So he had to actually write a letter to the attorney that he accused of wanting to kill or is likely to kill the judge. So he has this thing where he keeps, whenever somebody's a threat to him, he flicks it and says that they're going to kill the judge or they're going to kill this person or that person. It's something he keeps doing. And so it's just showing, like you just said, a pattern of, of, of what they do. Yep, pattern of behavior. If, he, if this is what they do, though, anybody on that side, they'll bring it to the extreme because the extreme is hard to defend. That's why they call you a racist, right? They'll always yeah. bring it to an extreme. So uh, that doesn't surprise me that he would say, oh, yeah, they're trying to kill you. Because how do you defend that? That's like the, the most heinous thing they can pin on you. Like mm -hmm. when they call people Hitler, you're like Hitler. How do you defend that? <laughs> you know, you're like you're being accused of one of the, you know, being uh, compared with one of the worst people in history. Yeah. Like that's 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 what they do. The other side does yep. that. We don't play by those rules. Man, I'm just a dad out here that wants my fucking kid back. That's mm -hmm. that's all I want. I mean, if if you look right here, I I sleep with these two up above my bed. Mm -hmm. Oh, which way do I go? This way. Yeah, right there. I I sleep with <laughs> these two above my bed every single day because they mean the most in the world to me. I, I love these two kids. My my oldest daughter is 19. You know, we, we talk on the phone every single day. Um, you know, we, we she comes up to here all the time, whenever she can. You know, it's we have a great relationship. And when one when when once did they ever say that? When did they ever ask Genesis? And that's my daughter's name is Genesis because she's my beginning and I'm a man of the Lord. Um but uh, why did they not once ask her how I am as a dad? That's what I was going to ask you. That was my next question. Have they ever questioned oh, her? She wanted to so bad. You know what they told her? You know what they said? Oh, she's a minor. She can't go on. She can't come in. <laughs> mm -hmm. She's a minor. Well, she's 19 now. <laughs> Isn't that how ironic? So she's a minor and they can't question her, but they'll question other kids that are in their care. Um, I mean, we've had yeah. several parents on where they asked a seven-year-old girl, is your daddy touching you funny? Um, a seven-year-old girl. And they'll ask only her repeatedly. In the yeah. It's sick. Yeah, when they when they know, because because my, um, like, if you, if you looked at, like, I have uh, hundreds of pictures. I have videos from all the visits. I got pictures. 
I've got everything. Um, like we're a good family. We're a big family. Everybody was going to visit Addie. We actually had Christmas at the DCF office and Addie got like 40 presents. Like, <laughs> you know, like we, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like I'm a business owner. I work on the, I work a full-time job on the side of owning a business. You know, it's, it, I, I got brand new vehicles. I've, I've, I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. You know, I, I smoked weed up until a couple months ago. I actually quit smoking weed too. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy that, that these people can just say whatever they want when Which, they have, by the way, marijuana is legal nice. where you, where you are. Yeah. So yeah. Weed is completely legal. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous that they can literally just say whatever they want to say. And, and we already went over that because uh, in, in my affidavit, remember I wrote that I grew six plants at my mm -hmm. house? Right. And, and it was funny because the social worker actually saw my grow room and they, they literally can't see, they can't do anything about it because it's legal. Well, Chris, that's what I, that's what I like about you. Since we've known you, you've hidden nothing. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you've let it all out. And a lot of people would be embarrassed to, you know, say some of the things you've said about your past or whatever. <laughs> but you're just like, dude, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I'm just letting yeah. it out there. And, you know, and people can judge me the way they want to judge me. I want my children back. And if you're, if you're yeah, watching I, this I really you don't can't care see what people think about me. I'm a good man. There, you know, if I had a record that said it, then, then so be it. I would, I would own up to it. But I don't. Anybody can do a quarry check on me. You'll, um... And, and, and this actually gets back to um, to the movie that Dinesh D'Souza just put out, The Police State. Mm -hmm. um, Massachusetts is a 100% police state. Um, they, they, they come across a man like me who doesn't shut his mouth, will not back down from them, will not, you know, bend a knee to anyone. And they'll sit there and they'll, they'll throw charge and charge and charge and charge and charge and charge at you. Dude, really? Can you guys hear that? I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go outside. Yeah. Um, but uh, they 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 throw as many charges at, as as they can at you just to see what sticks because they're used to having people that that just bend over. Well, I don't. I take them right to trial and I beat them because they they. I mean, I might be loud and I might be a little aggressive, but I'm never in the wrong. I do not hurt people. I do not steal from people. I do not. I do not do anything that God told me that I shouldn't do. I, I, I might I might scream at you I, and and you know I might punch you in the face every now and again. But I've never I've never I've I'm always gonna be in the right. We gotta be You're we gotta be oh. oh sorry, I hit the button. Uh punch you in the face. Yeah. Okay, what what exactly do you mean by that? We have to be very clear. Um, <laughs> if if somebody comes at me in an aggressive manner and it turns Defending. into a combative self defense. situation. Self-defense. Yes. Self-defense. Yeah. But this is this is the part where you have to be very careful, Chris. And this is what we've you and I have talked about. It's like, well, like I, mean, I understand what you're saying. I get it. But there's a whole bunch of people out there that are like, see, he's talking about violence again. But that's not what he means. He's men saying fight. he loves he men men defend their families. That's what we are supposed yep. to do. We we feed our families, we and we defend our wives and our children. That's what men are called to do. And who wouldn't, if you were in Chris's uh, position right now and your child's been gone for four plus years, how in the world would you not be upset about it? Or in Danielle's position, Daniel, how long has it been? Seven? Seven. 
Seven years. Se seven years. How about all the other people we've had on? I mean, I can name, there's a whole bunch of And everybody, just what, you're not supposed to get mad. You're not supposed to be upset and sometimes curse and say words that, you know, you might not normally say. Like, I don't understand that mentality if, you know, someone's thinking that or judging you because you're angry about it. Of course you should be angry about it. Like it's or is there a study done that that people that swear are more truthful people? <laughs> I, I would believe I, that. I honestly no. There I there actually that. was a study done <laughs> that people that swear all the time, they 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 don't cover things up. They're not putting on a facade like they like like they're trying to pretend like to be somebody that they're not. I would say in a situation it's actually like a this, clinical trial. yeah. I would agree with like a guy like you, but there are people that I know that swear that are liars. <laughs> I know tons of them. So. But I know you. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. And but again, Chris, your character. I, I'm gonna attest to your character. I know on social media you've made a couple of videos and people got upset about them and stuff. But I know you <laughs> like behind the scenes. Like I've seen you as just a regular dude trying to make a living. Uh, trying to get your, your daughter back, you know, trying to be a good family man. Just like you said, you're not out partying and doing all these things. You're not out, you know, starting fights. You love your country. You're a patriot. Of course you are. Like, but if, that if you don't want to see that, none of if that, you don't want to see that side of me, don't threaten women. And children. <laughs> or children. And children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, specifically the video that I made that, that people were trying to talk about it. They don't talk about the part where they were doxing a woman. They don't talk about the part where they were threatening a woman. They they just see the fact of my reaction to that. And I and I will I will back myself up a hundred I will be your best friend until you cross me, until you go after a woman. You know, and, and then you might see the bad side of me. Like everybody's yeah. got a bad side. Um and you know what? If 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 a man isn't defending a woman, who are you? Right. See, and this is, I'm glad it kind of went down this road because it shows who you are. And that those emails, you know, you explained in the second email what you meant by the first one. And so I know, like, you wear your heart on your sleeve and things just come out because I got to tell you, Chris, I've had no lots of those situations in my own life where I've done the exact same thing so I can relate to it. Um, and my wife used to tell me all the time, she's like, okay, you said that, but it was, what did you mean by that? And then I would be like, oh, yeah, I did say it that way. I need to say it differently. Yeah, <laughs> rough mm -hmm. So I... So you understand what I'm saying. So since I've been like doing podcasting, I've had, there is times, um, I know even when I've been, you know, doing like a teaching or something and I've said something and then I'm like, I have, I catch myself and I'm like, okay, wait, I don't mean it like that. And I have to re-explain it so people understand what I was talking about. There's nothing wrong with that because you're actually not hiding anything. You're not like trying yeah. to like, like try to be someone you're not. You're just you. Tell me. That's it. And it's and it's a shame that a criminal court system is keeping your child from you, a good dad, a dad that wants to be there for his daughter, like he was for his 19-year-old daughter, all yep. 19 years of her life. Yep. Not cool. And she'll come on and tell you she loves her daddy. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, sent that picture that day. You guys went out to lunch. She looked pretty happy to me. But it's it's a shame they won't let her testify. And you have to ask why. Why won't they? Because she's going to testify that he's a good dad? Right. Yeah. Uh, right oh, yeah. there. Run no. over. Other way. Other way. Run away. Run away. <laughs> I know it's Other way. Other way. Yeah, right there. <laughs> 
We, well, we, yeah, she's, I mean, it's, it just sucks. It sucks that we have to talk about this kind of stuff on all these shows, but folks, this is what's going on. This is what's hey, going we're, on. They're we're trafficking. real people out here. The internet doesn't right. know everything that's going on. No, they're trafficking our children. They're breaking up families for no reason except money. That's it. It's all about the almighty dollar. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I believe I've, I've always believed that it's to tear the American family apart because that's how you destroy a country. You get rid of God, you get rid of the family, and then you take over. Breaking down the family unit. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, do you want to go over what's going to be happening in the near future at court? So, in nine days, I have a... It's actually the second time that I've gone to court in the past 18 months. It's a little weird, right? 18 months? Um, 18 months banned from Massachusetts. 18 no months banned from Massachusetts. Um, Isn't it supposed to be a so, speedy trial? I actually did ask my lawyer for a speedy trial. Um, he refused, I guess. I don't know. He just never even said <laughs> wait, anything to tell you. The Chris, truth. while we're on the lawyer, how much have you paid him? I have paid him $7,000. And he answers every text and every phone call, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> No, no, he actually ignored me for about uh, eight months. Um, but uh, when I actually wrote this, um, when I wrote this whole uh, this this whole little package of information, um, I wrote a cover, and I put his name on it, and, and it got his attention. <laughs> so uh, I bet. So um, so we're we're supposed to be in for a motion to dismiss um, on the thirtieth. And that would be the removal of the ankle bracelet, correct? Uh, removal of the ankle bracelet or removal of the entire trial. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, the evidence that I have here is is, is pretty clear. Yeah. And just yep. to be clear with that, the ankle bracelet doesn't have anything to do with house arrest. It's literally to keep you from Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My no go zone is the entire state of Massachusetts. And actually, not even not not the entire state anymore, because I'm actually allowed to go into the eastern side of Massachusetts because I only live 10 minutes from the border. Um, so we have jobs down in Massachusetts, so I can go down into Mass for work. Um, I just can't go to Western Mass. It's hey. almost it's so surreal, like that somebody at court could actually order you can't come in the state when there's no crimes against you. Like, it's just. You can't even make it up. Honestly, like if I was writing a book, I would never come up with that scenario. No one would believe it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yep. Their, their, little, their little chicken scratch piece of paper says that I can't. So is, is yeah. that little chicken scratch piece of paper actually legal? Do you have that chicken scratch in this? Um, uh, these documents no, I are? don't. Oh. I, I have it in a stack of paper somewhere, but you, you literally can't even read what it says. Mm -hmm. so, so it was handwritten? Okay. Yeah, that's what they did with the kidnapping of my child. The handwritten piece of notebook yep. paper. My uh <laughs> my my thing it says it says that I can't go to any KKK meetings. I can't, can't go um <laughs> I can't I can't go to any uh proud boy meetings or anything like that. When when I'm when I'm pretty sure that the the constitution says that a well-regulated militia is uh, essential sure to sure. our liberty. So right there, they're violating my rights again. Mm -hmm. um, 
They made me they made me get my um take my guns out of my house. Um and uh yeah, that was it. Just stay out of Massachusetts. Um and it was funny, they they literally just made me take a picture of my guns at a different house. <laughs> that that was So I mean, does this, does this any of this make There's even no make any sense? There's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. No. Stupid. But but I obeyed. I obeyed by it. Mm-hmm. I wore the ankle bracelet. I plugged myself into the wall every single night. Even to the point where recently you you went somewhere for longer than you're used to and it died and oh, yeah. you had to go through that whole entire thing. Um yeah, uh we were we were actually um like four towns away at a Pokemon meet because I'm such a dangerous man that I go and play Pokemon <laughs> with my kid. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I'm a level 42. Yeah. Real unlimited if anybody if anybody wants to play. <laughs> oh, Chris, man, I just pray that this all gets resolved real quick. And this, this nightmare yep. ends for you, brother. Like, I... I I do. I sympathize for you. I sympathize for every single parent that's been on our shows. Um, I don't know how many parents we've had on, 60 or so, their children, families being torn apart for no reason. No good it's, reason other than they want to make money off of them. That's all it, that's <sighs> all it comes down to is the money. Yeah. So, all right, Chris. Well, if people want to follow you, where can they see you at? Right down there at the bottom. I think I think Daniel's got it up. Yeah, and at, uh, uh, at capital N, it's limited, right? L I M I T D, capital U, and that's on uh, X or formerly Twitter. X, Twitter, Dan- or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, Danielle, if people, if parents need to reach out to you, or if there's um, actually if there's any foster kids out there, former foster kids, we'd love to hear from you too. We we want to kind of do a series on foster kids, get a bunch of your yeah. opinions on what you had to endure at the hands of the foster care system. Uh, where could they reach out to you, Danielle? So they can email at help at rescuethefosters.org or my Twitter is D Nicole with an H. So N I C H O L E 112. So those are the nice. easiest. Excellent. And mm-hmm. you can go to the website, rescuethefosters.org, yes. and there there's also there's lots of great information on the website. And you can also, and if you're actively feel so, updating it, actively, yes. And <laughs> and if you want to donate and you feel this is a good cause to donate, which it is, you can donate right there on the website. There's a big old button. I think it's right on the home page, isn't it? Scroll down. Yeah. To the bottom. So we're, yeah, we're revamping the whole thing too. So. Yep. Working Doing great on work. <laughs> doing great work and we miss sylvia tonight sylvia had to work tonight but uh she will be back for next week's episode for sure and uh we do have an important zoom meeting to get to here in a little bit danielle so chris yes. brother thanks for coming on man again thanks for presenting the evidence uh we appreciate you and we are praying for the safe return of your daughter yep always right. we're gonna get her <laughs> we will Amen. Yep. Let's get that ankle bracelet off on the 30th, too. Hopefully they do the right thing. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us over there on Rumble and also here on the Foxhole. We appreciate you all. If you can like 
um, the hit the thumbs up button, the red pill over here on Fox. So we would definitely appreciate that. We need to get in the algorithms. We need people to see these stories of these broken families being torn apart by an evil, unjust system that benefits off of our taxpayer money. So uh, have a blessed night. Have a great Thanksgiving. Man, it's, it's hard to believe it's already Thanksgiving, but have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. I will I will see you guys tomorrow night, Insight Live, 7. Actually, I'm going to start later tomorrow. I think it's going to be 8.30 instead of 7.30. So 8.30 Eastern Standard Time if you want to join us, me and uh, my co-host Matt. And we will see you then. Everybody, take care. Have a great night. God bless.